0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, January 9th, 2023. I'm Broadway Videos' Matt Tamaninni.
1: And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday's Mid-Yawn Grace. Aki.
0: That's all right. <laughs> We've got a lot going on. We're recording a little earlier than normal on Sunday because you've got some stuff, which I actually don't know what you're doing today, but I'm going to see the non-equity national tour of Legally Blind the musical, because of course I am. Of course you are. And uh, actually on... Saturday, I went out to the Riverside Theater in Vero Beach, Florida to see a production of Man of La Mancha, which is one of my favorite shows. Mm. So I'll, as is one of my New Year's resolutions, I'm going to do many audio reviews of every show that I see uh, this year. So those will be probably after I see the Legally Blonde show in the next day or so, I'll do a, a quick thing in the Patreon feed. Uh, so you can head over there at patreon.com slash broader radio.com slash Patreon. Grace, do you have anything exciting going on Sunday that, uh, that you want to share?
1: I'm having a lovely uh, brunch moment with some people. Nice. Um, It's just, yeah, it's it's a busy Sunday, but it was mainly because I knew that you and I might be having a showtime at 3 p.m., but I knew that you had Legally Blonde, and we just, we could not, we could not, you know, jeopardize that.
0: No, especially because we have some absolutely bonkers news to start the day with. There's been no press release, there's been no announcement, but there has been an equity casting call. So this is a fish of fish because they are going into auditions fairly soon for a stage adaptation of the Emma Donahue best-selling novel turned Academy Award-winning movie. Room. Now, if you'll remember, this was originally a 2010 novel that was turned into a 2015 film which starred Brie Lawson as a young woman who had been held captive for seven years and whose five-year-old son played by the adorable Jacob Tremblay who became like this obsession for a lot of people in popular culture star. Yeah. um, Because of this movie, he was born in captivity. He is the product of sexual assault by the kidnapper. This film won Brie Larson an Academy Award. And it was like this really big deal. They're making this into a play. In fact, they've actually already made it into a play. It had its world premiere in Stratford in 2017. The director of the show is Cora Bassett, who is the associate director of the National Theatre of Scotland. And it features songs written by Scottish songwriter Catherine Joseph. This is not a musical but it does appear that it is going to be a play with music. According to the Equity Casting Notice, the first rehearsals start in late February. The first performance will be early April. It'll open in April, and it will close as a limited run in September 2023. So this is a show that appears to be aiming for this season on Broadway, despite the fact that we have heard nary a word about it. This seems like such a bizarre show to to adapt for the stage especially one where you're going to say it's a it's a show with music so I don't know if that means that it's more if it's a little more lyrical than the movie was which was an absolutely gut punch of a of a of a film this was not something that you would think would normally translate but it is a film that has all of the different types of accolades and it seems like it has a pretty good pedigree in terms of people adapting things the the script will actually be adapted by the original writer Emma Donahue who not only wrote the original novel but also did the screenplay of the film. She is now doing the script for the stage. It has this kind of interesting uh, UK-Scottish creative team, and we're going forward with this. What is another interesting thing here is that if you scroll through the breakdowns for all of the roles, Grace, is that Ma is the character that Brie Larson played. They are looking for an understudy for Ma. They are not looking for Ma, so that means that they already have somebody lined up for that, And the way it's described is black, female, 20s and 30s. So that means that despite the fact that Brie Larson, a white woman, won the Academy Award for playing this role, it appears that a black woman will be playing the role on Broadway when it comes to Broadway. And I think to me, without knowing the script at all, uh, first off, that's how it was also done in the UK in 2017. But I think that adds some more layers to this, Grace, that I think, especially if maybe old Nick, who is the the captor in this, is played by a white man, which it does not distinguish a, a, a race in the breakdowns, I, I think that's kind of, I think that that adds some more things that makes it a little more interesting. So this is weird. I When I first heard this, I was kind of dumbfounded that they were doing this. But the more I thought about it, I think it has a little bit more possibilities than i would have anticipated just on first blush
1: yeah i I thought it was wild because of course like as soon as people saw that casting breakdown um for you know epa of course the the article immediately arose um yeah i i think it's interesting because i've seen also a lot of discourse like saying like is this a musical is this a play and it seems to read like a play with music so i think that we can like settle there because i don't owe anyone in this life that would argue that like something with such um, sensitive natures like translates to musical quickly and easily Um, I think this is probably much more delicately handled which makes sense Um, I would hope that there's not a you know, not that musicals always have to have a tap number, but just like picturing that is like challenging for me. Um, but yeah, no, it is very much exciting. And I think also when you include that, because you all will be able to to read this article, um, they included a room teaser trailer from the UK production mm-hmm. um, to give you kind of like a, be- a better scope of what this might look like, which I think fa- is fascinating. Like I... I was so stunned by this film. It took me a really long time to get over it. Um, It it was challenging for a number of reasons for me, but like all in the ones that are like, make sense, like it was handled so beautifully. So I have no doubt that the production will also be this way um, because it's a similar team, right? So um, anytime that the subject matter is like this, and then it's being handled by the people that executed it well on screen. um, I'm, I'm just really interested to see how this translates and also what the casting looks like. to Because to your point, you know, it seems like they already kind of have that. And judging from the timeline in this article as well, it's quick. Um, or in the casting breakdown, it's really quick. So um, we'll probably see some more things coming up soon for it.
0: Yeah, if they start rehearsals at the end of February, I would imagine they will right. want to start going on sale before that, which usually means they will at least announce the star. So whoever is playing Ma that is already been cast, which is why they're not they don't have anybody for that role in the uh, audition breakdown. I would imagine that announcement will come fairly soon. To be honest with you, I don't know if that will happen. Monday, I think the fact that the EPA went out probably will will speed things up a little bit as people recognized it and there were articles about it. So I would not be surprised if that is um, it's something that comes fairly soon. And then obviously the, the full cast will be announced no later than the end of February when they start rehearsals. But that is very interesting. And one other thing I'll note here is the, the role that Jacob Tremblay played, the character Jack, there's actually two versions of him in this EPA breakdown, which I think is really interesting. There's Little Jack, who is... Age five, but then there's a character called Super Jack, which is the internal version of Little Jack. It says not a grown up version of the boy. As such, he shares the same playful, curious, bright, funny, and thoughtful character. He effectively allows the audience into Little Jack's inner world, and so is working events out as he lives day by day. So I don't know what that means, but it sounds interesting. And this character has to have a great singing voice. So I I wonder if a lot of the songs come through this character, who is not part of the actual physical reality of the show, but is more of this kind of personification of what the character is like inside. Maybe that gives us a little bit more insight into how music will be uh, introduced into this adaptation. But we will see. And as you said, Grace, fairly soon. Something else that we will see fairly soon is the first official production of a new nonprofit organization called the league of live stream theater or LOLST, which is a, uh, an acronym that I use for other reasons when people say stupid things online, <laughs> but it is a nonprofit organization that is intended to bring Broadway and regional theater productions to homes around the world. The organization is co-founded by Jim Augustine and Oren Michaels and the first simulcast will be the previously announced two-week engagement of second stages between Riverside and Crazy that will run between January 31st and February 12th. The two co-creators actually had collaborated with second stage last year for Clydes through an organization that they were part of then called uh, Assemble Stream. They had gotten some money together from Second stages former board chair and court member Stephen C. Sherrill and Bloomberg uh, Philanthropies. And so they are looking to make this a thing. How they're going to do it is they're going to cover all of the cost of the stream, including camera equipment, installation, additional sound mixing for viewers at home, um, video expense, a broadcast director, distribution and digital rights management and marketing. How they are able to do this is because, one, they are a not-for-profit, so they are not looking to make money off of this. Secondly, during the pandemic, a the contract for LORT Theaters, which is the League of Resident Theaters, which is all of the not-for-profit theaters on Broadway as well as across the country, they expanded their their agreements with actors and unions to include compensation into their already negotiated uh, collective bargaining agreement. So as of now, because of that agreement, they are able to do LORT shows and the, the costs that we often associate for why live stream theater doesn't work are already built into the contracts for the union members. So they don't have to do new negotiations for every single thing. So as of now, places like Second Stage and Manhattan Theater Club and Lincoln Center Theater and Roundabout Theater Company, all of those Broadway houses can do something with the League of mm, Livestream Theater, but not the well, I mean, they, they I guess commercial productions can, but it isn't built into the contracts. So it's really fascinating. Grace, you talk about accessible theater and live stream theater a lot, especially during the pandemic. That was something that you preached a lot about. And so. I'm excited that there is actually somebody who is trying to do this again. We've seen other organizations, Broadway HD, that started and then kind of pivoted to something a little bit more sustainable because of all of the union issues uh, and the financing that goes on with that. But this seems like people who are firmly ingratiated into the community and have the ability to do this uh, intelligently and have done it already fairly successfully. So I'm excited about this. Hope it works. But I'm excited to see what happens with Between Riverside and Crazy. It wasn't my favorite show that I saw live, but I will be supporting it just because I I want to see this work.
1: Well, whenever we talk about like cutting down on bootleg culture and like mm-hmm. you know the accessibility, I'm like, well, then let's let's make strides to make this more accessible so that there is like a you know a stream of revenue for that type of inclusion, right? Because people at home. Um, do want to see these things, um, and they might not physically be able to, and um, wouldn't you like to make money off of it? So um, I'm, I'm all for it all the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, real quick, we were recording on Sunday, of course, so I wanted to go through some things that are happening this week on Broadway, and unfortunately, today, Sunday, January 8th, if you're hearing this on Patreon, is the day that four Broadway shows are closing. We have the closures of 1776, Almost Famous, Beetlejuice, all sad although it does sound like uh alex brightman was able to rejoin the production after his issues dealing with a concussion from right around christmas he was able to do some of the shows and we believe that he will be able to do the final performance which will happen a little bit later here on sunday
1: and then they had an alternating weekend i just want to say how funny it was to see two best friends alternating the role Mm -hmm. all weekend was kind of magical
0: yeah, Alex and, and Andrew Cobra. Andrew Cobra. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are, are biffles in real life. And it was nice to be able to see Andrew support Alex and his return to the show. And really, it would have felt really disappointing, not because Cobra is not great, but it would have felt kind of uh, uh, bittersweet to close. I mean, it's going to feel bittersweet to close the show anyway. But if Alex hadn't been able to return to the show, that would have been a real, uh, a, a real disappointing thing because he had been... Such an integral part of that show throughout, and uh, I'm very glad that he is able to close out the show doing his crazy undead uh, stuff on the stage over at the Marriott Marquis. Um, the other closing, of course, is Into the Woods, which will be heading off on a national tour beginning in February after Stephanie J. Block plays Norma Desmond at the Kennedy Center. I'm waiting like they keep saying there is going to be more venues announced for the tour. I I need them to do that. Like, can we just go ahead and do that? I I don't like the waiting. I I need to know what else is happening. Um, But what is happening coming up on Friday, as we discussed last week, the delayed first Broadway preview performance of Pictures from Home will happen. And then, unfortunately, next Sunday, we have even more Broadway closings in which a strange loop, death of a salesman, Ohio State murders, old man in the pool. The Music Man and Top Dog Underdog will all wrap up their Broadway runs. So it's that time of year, Grace. Things are starting to close. We have a few more set to close over the next few weeks as well. Um, Someone at the end of the month, a few at the beginning of February. But, you know... It's sad to see all these shows close, although most of them were limited runs, and it's not like they are surprises. But as we talked about last week, that kind of means that things are opening up for more shows to come in, things that have been announced, things that haven't officially been announced like Room. So, you know, we're getting into spring, and that usually means rebirth, and that certainly applies on Broadway as well. Another show that I wanted to mention that is closing on Sunday that is not on Broadway, is Stomp? It plays its final performance at Off Broadway's Orpheum Theater on January eighth, after eleven thousand performances and twenty nine years. Kind of crazy that that is is closing. Um, Grace, did we talk about? Have you seen Stomp? Did you ever see Stomp? I, I don't remember if we no. talked about this. It might have been Ashley.
1: I never got to see it live. Um, I had only seen the like the recorded performance that every mm-hmm. public middle school is able to get their hands on. Um, but no, it's it's kind of amazing um, that they've had such an incredibly long run.
0: Yeah, I saw it on tour years ago in Atlanta, and it really is exciting. It's captivating. It's 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 a show. It's musical. It's percussion. It's dance. I'm sad that it's not going to be in New York anymore, but I I understand that after 29 years might be hard to sell some tickets. But either way, it um, congratulations to them and something that ties in with the fact that Beetlejuice is closing. One of the producers did an interview with a Hollywood reporter, and at the time they talked about the fact that they had planned to film the show in April 2020 because it had been forced out of the Winter Garden Theater, for reasons that we do not need to rehash at this point. Obviously, that did not happen because of the pandemic. Um, He did say, though, that they would still like to capture the show on stage, but it will not happen at this moment. So whether that means maybe they take the touring production and film it somewhere or bring it to a house on a soundstage, who knows. Uh, But for all of you Beetlejuice lovers, it does appear that there are still hopes to capture this show with the Broadway cast at some point, as they had been planning on doing before the pandemic. Finally, Grace, let's get into a recommendation. I didn't really have anything, but you have one that you wanted to throw in there of a show over at 54 Below happening at the end of the month.
1: Yeah, so on January 31st um, if you uh, are a fan of theirs, you're going to love this and if you don't know who they are, then you're also going to buy a ticket right now because of what I'm saying. Um, so, Ren Rivera is doing their own um, solo concert at 54 Below, but not just a solo concert. Yeah. Some friends will be there. Um, Jerusha Cavazos, uh, Lexi Angel, Antonio Cipriano, who you've seen at 54 Below as mm-hmm. well. I have. Um, Gabriella Joy Rodriguez and Nathan Southstone yeah. are their supporting cast um, and that's Tuesday, January 31st at 9.30pm. Tickets It's already on sale. And then my friend Vibu is also producing. Uh, So it's a really exciting night. I'm excited for the concert. They just did the Off-Broadway Between the Lines show. And literally, I was like, I don't know who this person is. But as Hmm. soon as I heard them, I was like, well, now I'm now I'm a big fan. So um, I'm really, really excited for this concert. And it's this month. There's there's not a whole lot of things going on, like extra extra from, you know, the regular theater scene. So I'm trying to throw out as many um, additional recommendations as I can. And this one is definitely at the top of my list.
0: Awesome. We will have a link for that in the show notes, of course, if you want to check that out. Fifty four below on Tuesday january 31st there will also be a live stream of it so you can watch it either at irl or you can watch it uh from your home or wherever you would like all right that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on Broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at Broadway radio you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt grace where can people find you
1: you can find me on all forms of social media at it's grace hockey all
0: right everybody have a wonderful monday a wonderful week and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow